I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I got my heart monitored. Turns out I have one. <laughs> it's hot just like me. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's really hot. 
It is really hot, even though I have not stepped outside in like a hot second. Um, you guys, it's Andy Scrolls. It's episode, I think, 121. I wrote that down. Ooh. It might be 122 and three quarters. I couldn't tell you. Well, I'll just go with whatever you say. Right? Well, just, it's like, listen, it might be 121 or 22, but it's definitely number one Ooh. in my heart and soul. Guys, I'm so excited to be here on the People's People's Couch with none other than Jesus and Mero writer, comedian, real housewife, actress, superstar, Z-Way. Hi, how's it going? It's going so well. So Z-Way, <laughs> pleasure to have you. We were supposed to see each other on Wednesday. I know, for my favorite show that I love to do. Which is Here for Dramas. Mm. Um quasi quarterly yearly whatever and ever amen their reading of famed historic moments mm-hmm. in housewives history they dip into the archives they've done the berserkers we were just talking about this they've done other amazing yes moments. they've done um you've stole my you stole my goddamn, goddamn house. house yeah they've there have been some historic moments that they are just too good oh yeah I mean, there have been some shows of shows. So I was so excited. You were in the show. Who did you play? I played Ramona. Oh, my God. Wow. Classic. Ramona was Ramona's experience. Yeah, she's the straight man in that season. This was it's not you. It's Miami. The Miami where Barbara like spray spray town all over the (laughs) house. Um, But Ramona's the straight man in that season. She's like the most sensible, which is really odd. Yeah. Version of Ramona because I find her to be a nut. But yeah, one of my favorite moments from that vacation is when she's talking to Lou and Lou's like the girls are just jealous for, of me. And she very, very quickly and honestly and calmly is like, oh, no, honey, no. that is not right. <laughs> Which is yeah, it's genius. maybe one of her best lines. I um, know it's a great read. Yeah. It's such a good read because, you know, she's just being dead honest. Yeah. She's like, no, that's definitely not what exactly. this is. Um, so I was so excited to narrate it. And then, guys, fun times um, Wednesday afternoon. I was unfortunately in the hospital hospital overnight for um no reason they just wanted me to meet mcdreamy and i was like (laughs) all in so totally fine um all is well in the insides of my body all things considered but i was unfortunately unable to narrate the show which i was so sad about i was literally telling the doctors like can i leave for a second Mm -hmm. (laughs) and go to brooklyn and do this show and then come back and they were like that is so cool. No, you cannot. Do not do that. <laughs> you have to stay we here overnight. We missed you at the show for sure. But I, I'm glad that you're happy and healthy yes, and on the right track. Totally. All is fine. I feel a little loopy today, but in the best possible way. And Good. shout out to you, the cast of the show, the team behind it, Ryan, Jordan, and Alex, and Philip Henry, superstar, who stepped in with such grace and I'm sure totally. power and he brought the house down. Yeah. I mean, as he is in everything in his life. So, um... To the AG listeners who went, I'm sure you had a blast, um, and I'm so glad that it was the huge success that I've been hearing from everyone that it is. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was great. Um, and I hope to be in a future production. That'd be so cool. I would <laughs> love to I do more of this. I actually was able to show up. Yeah, I love that show. It's um, so fun. It just, you know, I saw some clips that people were um, sending me while I was, you know, laying in a hospital bed trying not to die, and it looked 
amazing. So whether I'm in a future reading or I'm there as an attendee, you guys, there will ample be ample opportunity to kiki with this girl here, SG. <laughs> and it sounds like it was great success. And it was for charity. They it raised a bunch charity. of money yeah, for God's love. We deliver. Yeah, it was honestly so impressive. I give it up to those guys for w- running that production. It was so great. Yeah. And guys, if you haven't heard of it, it's this series that Ryan, Alex and Jordan do where they literally transcribe like crazy fights that have happened from a variety of different franchises but then they also kind of like rewrite re I was gonna say rewrite the wheel which is a new phrase that I am going Mm. to start saying because it is (laughs) magical and makes a lot of sense um they add like little tidbits like they add a lot of sass there's like jokes throughout yeah like it's really cool well with the what the housewives say those are direct quotes yeah yeah yeah. but the like action lines those are like the ones where they really let the writing fly and it's just so funny yeah yeah. So yeah. guys, if you weren't able to make it this week, don't you fret because I'm sure they're already working on their next show and it's going to be magical. And speaking of magical Z-Way, you have a show coming up. I do. It is on September 21st at 7.30 p.m. at Union Hall. It's my pop show. We have some hot, hot comedians coming through. Oh my God, I can't Lorelai Ramirez, Anna Fabrega, Amy <sighs> Zimmer performing in their band, um, Ike. Yeah, it's going to be a party. I'm oh so God. excited. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and speaking of amazing, so you're a writer on Jesus Marrow who yeah. were on. So like they did a fun little show swap. So they went on Watch What Happens. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. And then Anderson and Andy went on their show. Yeah. And I have to say both of those shows of which I watched both in, in full were so fucking funny yeah they're so funny it was such a pleasure oh my god i'm absolutely obsessed with their the i think the yeah it's just so fun it's such an exciting they have it like the four of them have a great chemistry they have together. a really great yeah that's what i was about to say they have such a fantastic chemistry it really feels like you're watching these guys just hang out it's honestly like the most entertaining television in the world i love it so did you get a chance to like kiki with andy or anderson when they were on set no i mean i talked to andy briefly and i was just like hi i love you <laughs> i'm obsessed with you you're brilliant and then i ended up seeing him at watch what happens live when um Issa Rae and Robin Thede and Amber Ruffin oh, another terrific I watched that episode twice yeah that was really fun um so like brief but not like anything like substantial but just like hi you're fantastic and how was he he's fantastic yeah yeah I'm a fan for sure that's amazing yeah I wonder if they, they should do something at BravoCon they should do like a panel yeah, I don't know, man. Whatever. Hey, I would totally go watch. Although, I do you have Bravo to- Con tickets? Yeah. Honestly, I didn't um, even bother to get them. But if anyone has them, I'd love to go. Yeah. I mean, Bravo HQ. Yeah, dude. This is, I, make this, is, this happen. It's Mecca. Uh, no. It's going to be crazy. I say this I know, in the exciting. best possible way. It's going to be like the most wonderful shit show. And I don't mean in any way that it'll be disorganized. I actually think it's going to be fucking incredible. But... To have like thousands of Bravo fans, Bravo holics come from all over the place, probably all over the world, it's going to be like crazy amazing. Yeah, I'm excited. It seems like it's a really good programming. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see like a lot of Bravo Lebs have been talking about like, I'm coming, I'm coming. I can't wait to see more of like the itinerary for the days. Like they've said like there's this happening and this and this and I just can't wait to get like a little bit more information. I know, I know. I, so I can live vicariously through you guys who are going. Oh my God, for real. Yeah. It's going to be... Um, bananas. Do you think you'll get to touch the housewives? Like, will you get to touch Leanne Locken? 
I hope so. I have a, well, here's the thing. I actually don't know. I don't have Is any it like, like a petting zoo. <laughs> oh my God. It's completely like don't feed the animals. Um, with, I don't know, tweets and stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't have any details on what I'm doing. They gave me, Oh, you're working it. They gave me like a press, whatever. So, nice, dude. but I don't know what that means. You know how sometimes it's like, you'll get backstage, you'll get exclusive access to exclusive I mean, events. Okay. So that means I'm going to be like big or little spooning several. Oh my I God. hope Aaron, I hope Aaron comes. I just honestly like, Oh, Aaron from Denise Richards. I am obsessed with, I'm he's a, very handsome. I'm obsessed with Aaron. I'm obsessed with Denise Richards. I'm obsessed with Denise Richards. I'm also obsessed with married to medicine. I've been rewatching all of the reunions and yeah. if I want to see some of the married to medicine folks. Like Dr. Damon is one of the loves of my life. I cannot stop. Like, I giggle when he comes on screen because he seems like maybe the perfect guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm excited to see both the housewives and also other Bravo celebrities. Totally. I love to watch them interact. It seems like it's, it's like Andy's baby shower all over again. Can you? I still can't get over the fact that Bravo didn't even send a single camera there. That they had Radio Andy, which is fine, but those women were loaded. So, like them drunk yeah. yammering is great i mean i listen to it but also i wish we had more video i respect him wanting to keep it as like you know uh, like an intimate moment do you think that was a choice i felt like just bravo didn't even think to record it how could bravo not bravo runs a fantastic right? production like they should how could, know. It's not that they didn't think to do it maybe they he just, just didn't, didn't want to i don't i i don't i have no idea the circumstances is there ever a moment, maybe I guess in his life, because the cool thing about it was that it wasn't necessarily professional. It was like a personal moment. And these women, these wives, moms, whatever, genuinely wanted to support him, which was what was so fantastic about it. I'm just wondering, like, what's another moment in his life that we, the viewers, can take part in with like a formal special? I would think a, a wedding, like I a, don't know. a very, a if very Andy one, wedding, a very Andy wedding, if, whatever the guy wants. Maybe he doesn't want that. I don't know. Oh we have no God. idea. I just want, I love those specials because it's so weird seeing like Dallas interact with like Beverly Hills. Like, yeah, that it's is, super trippy. It's strange. It's so trippy. I know, but maybe I, I understand wanting to preserve that magic. Um, did you ever read that article quote that was like, someone asked Andy, like, would he ever make like a, a best of housewives? Oh, yeah. All on? And he's like, that's when you know it's like moving past. So I understand like, it's on its way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that like a road rules. Situation. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think it would be fantastic and I would watch the hell out of it. But I'm OK with like preserving the universes and building those worlds out before we head to like the final countdown. So here's a question. I got a satchel of gold, um, a listener cue from somebody last week that was like, I fear that this is the end of Housewives. And I, I don't remember what it was in relation to. It might have been. Oh my God, what was it? It might have been like an OC thing or something. I don't remember what inspired that or if it was just like a general concern. Do you see that at all? Do you see the, the, the end of the are, horizon? The ratings are pretty good. I, I mean, these women, <laughs> they yeah. They did like a 1.6, I thought, this week. Uh, for which? OC. Yeah. yeah uh, do you know what Potomac's numbers are? They're they're not bad. I think they're like 1.4. Yeah, Atlanta's are the best. Well, one point four, but that's I think that's a stretch. Maybe it's one. I think that they had a spike, but I'm not. Sh I can't remember the exact figures. Um, but uh, Potomac has been on a general rise, right? Because yeah. the season has because the season so it's so wild and fantastic. Um, so they're, the ratings are doing great, right? I feel like these women are genuine celebrities at this point. Like they, they're are, very niche celebrities. They're super niche celebrities, but they're on the zeitgeist, yeah. right? And 
so I, th- I think we have at least like if I was being like a negative Nancy, I would say we have at least five years before we see something. I think. Why would it be on a decline? I don't know. I wonder what we'll be moving into. Like if the world will still exist at that point. Like I don't, oh, I, don't right, I don't know where we will be like culturally. Uh, I think that Bravo is in, is like such a ongoing shooting star that I don't see anything like happening to people's attention going to a different network at this point. I do think though that at a certain point they're going to have to make strategic decisions about some of these franchises that just aren't matching the potential and power of some of the existing ones, which they did with Miami. They did with DC. There was a moment in time when Bravo saw something or maybe it's because those, you know, like Miami had what, like three or four seasons. I DC loved only Miami. Loved I Miami. loved Miami. It was great. It was so but good. for it, because Joanna it, Koopa, an all-star housewife, um, all-star evil housewife. I know Thank she's a so villain. Much. I love she's a villain. villain. Yeah. Love but she, villain. she knew what needed to be done. She yeah. did it. Um, so I wonder, you know, Bravo used to seemingly be better in my eyes at making like tough choices even if I didn't agree with them but they were like you're done like DC you sucked it's done we're gonna focus on other things and then they started Dallas and they made Dallas great they started Potomac Potomac's fantastic and I just wonder if in the next couple years there will be a time where they're gonna say you know what we need to either redo Beverly Hills or you focus on a different part of but LA. The ratings OC. are good. The ratings are so even if you personally, right? Like, I know. I, like generally housewives, because I'm someone who's like a Beverly Hill. The story, I don't think it has as much depth, yeah. necessarily as what you'd get from New Jersey, where right. like Teresa's husband's being deported, yeah. Where you get from like Potomac, where like someone's husband may or may not have assaulted a crew member. You know, yeah. you don't get that depth, but people are watching in droves. And so until the it goes off of cl- a cliff, yeah. why would anything change? But they did add two two housewives to so Beverly Hills this week. Um, yeah. Garcelle Beauvais and, and Sutton Strack. I don't yeah. know how to pronounce her name. They're both friends of Lisa Rinna's. I didn't know that Garcelle was a friend of. They're oh, that actually friends. makes f- sense because of like the Hollywood of it all. But like, tell me, like, what is this world where we're all friends with Lisa Rinna? Does she is she the queen bee? I huh? mean, I love it. I love that Lisa Rinna. I love Lisa Rinna in and of herself because she's kind of like, this is a, a terrible use of the word, but not that she's like trashy, but she was like, you know, like trashy, not that trash. I don't mean trashy, but I mean like D list. Like she wasn't like, oh. an, she wasn't like, she never got the kind of success that Denise Richards got, for example. Mm. But she has so many connections and, you know. And she works so dang she, I'm hard. obsessed with her. Obsessed. I, I love her. I wasn't sure about the casting choice when she was cast. Was, oh, really? I loved it. I was completely wrong. I was nervous that because she was like an actor with a capital A, it would be performative. But and, it, it is performative. But in the best possible way. Yes. it's She's giving a soap. She's giving a soap and I love it. And I love when she's messy. Like I love everything about it. I also love when it was like right up against the Mad Men years with Harry, where yeah. it's like she couldn't attend an event because they were going to a Mad Men event because I thought it lifted her out of like the D-list stuff, which again loved her I meant Trashy as a compliment that she's like kind of out of it and yeah she would take every you know depends like yeah she knew she's a hustler she's a hustler and she always wanted to cash that check and god bless her by god the way bless. for it Kim Richards only wishes she was able to sell diapers Sharknado <laughs> one day yeah that was the biggest point in her career as an adult um can you imagine peaking at eight like that's that's rough tough it's, stuff. T- it's honestly tough because she really gave us a lot she gave us a lot and and now it's and now it's done um <laughs> wow <laughs> Cool. Thank, you. thank thank you for your charitable giving, Kim. Um, 
So with Lisa, it's like it's kind of amazing that these that these choices have connections with her. Her friend Sutton, I went to Sutton's Instagram yesterday. Same. I already follow them. She so I don't follow them yet. Um, kudos to you for that. Mm-hmm. So Sutton mm-hmm. seems interesting in that, you know, she seems to travel all over the place. Yeah. She goes to like she went to the Elton John um, AIDS Foundation, like Oscar viewing with Kyle and other rich, wealthy women. I like that. It seems like she has oodles of money. I think that's really important for Beverly Hills. Yeah. And Garcelle. Now, Garcelle, I know. Obviously, I know like her face. I think she's very familiar to people who may or may not be able to like repeat her IMDb. Yeah. But they know her as a woman who's been successful with acting work. I actually know her because I remember or know her most because I remember when she was going through a divorce with her husband who I believe was an agent and or is still an agent at like oh, wow. CAA or something Damn. and she found out that he cheated on her and I can't remember if it was while she was pregnant or soon after something like that she found out he cheated on her so she emailed everyone at his office to let them know and it got out obviously because she's telling all of these high-powered people in Hollywood they're going to talk about it so it like leaked to the press or whatever and I just thought that was such a badass move that was like my husband fucked me over I just want to make sure that all of his colleagues are aware that I feel like she'll be a great addition because I would love to see that I would love to see that aspect I'm so excited I'm so excited I'm excited I think that Beverly Hills needed new blood yeah for real I, I also am on the team where I'm like the story really isn't moving me in any no. way like I can't really I mean I like the meta construct of like mm-hmm. they're fighting over Lisa being the boss of the sh- Lisa Vanderpump yes. being the boss of the, the production of it all like that's I think that once we get to the production like that's what that's where Potomac shines so but we'll see I don't know I don't know it's interesting to me that allegedly all of the women are still there Camille has said online that she wasn't asked back so maybe they're which just, I'm sad about I'm super sad about it because Camille carried the weight for all those motherfuckers I am surprised that Teddy is still there I'm surprised yeah. that Erica Jane is still there and they're adding two women my immediate you know this is coming from nowhere just my gut instinct is that they're going to add these two women see how they do there's a likelihood to me that Garcelle will be full-time Sutton will be a friend of oh, I really? think I think but of course they just started filming so who the fuck knows but I actually think that if all of the other returning women are filming I think they're depending on what happens and what drama there is as they film, which determines for a lot of them, whether they're full-time or part-time, I actually think that Teddy will be demoted to friend of as will Erica Jane. If, if, if so almost are even these your prayers, these are my hopes and prayers. <laughs> even if Sutton Strack, which is such a name. I, I love, love it. it. I love, I love it. So it. rich. I love it. Yes. Um, it's expensive to be Sutton. So, sort of regardless to me of how Sutton does I think that Garcelle probably signed some sort of contract that essentially makes sure that she's full-time I feel like all the actresses have good deals yeah like they, they their have, agents like, know what's yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah they're not gonna like fuck around um I Denise do, has a good deal too Denise has a terrific deal yeah. I feel like some of these people who are returning and are like extolling the power that they hold as a returning person should maybe dial that back a little bit. Maybe that's in my imagination because I genuinely don't see all of these women still being full time and then them adding in these two people. No, not at all. Someone's getting cut. Um, what do you think of Teddy? I think Teddy served a purpose. I, I understand people LVP stands anger against her. I am grateful for the 
dog gate puppy gate at the beginning certainly not when it was like dead for the rest of the season because there was nothing else to talk about um I appreciate her. I'm not a Teddy stan. I don't know if those people exist, <laughs> but I mean, genuinely, like, let's hold those stands accountable. Um, I don't, I, I, like, I appreciate what she did at the beginning, and I think she's, like, served her story. I don't see any reason for her to continue on the show and that to be beneficial to us the fans and I also really need somebody to come into the cast and break this shit up which is why Camille was so powerful what do you think I think well I kind of feel the same way about Erica where I'm like I've I've always been expecting Erica to rise totally Phoenix and be the boss bitch because that's kind of the persona that she projects right that she doesn't care she's cunty with a C you know like she's a (laughs) necklace whatever and I love that I think it's like so powerful and raw yeah but then when she's backed into a corner by teddy and kyle she she flees you know she's in provence and she's like i'm not i feel like i'm being bullied and she leaves at reunion she really doesn't make she says i forgive you which is healthy and it shows a lot of growth as a human but as a housewife I don't find it entertaining. I also don't think she really wants to be on the show. She wants to be on the show to like make For the sure benefit. For the benefit, but she doesn't really... She she's doesn't not, get messy. No, she's not an active participant. And the best parts of Erica come out when she's in a room with LVP because they genuinely dislike they each other. They genuinely hate each other. And I don't see Erica serving a powerful purpose unless LVP is back, which I think could absolutely happen in a couple years when Teddy is totally off. LVP is not coming back. I think she's coming back in like three seasons. Absolutely. Oh, on some Bethany shit? Maybe. Yeah. You know what I see for LVP? I see her doing Vanderpump Rules. No, you don't. Las Vegas. Vanderpump Rules. Did you see that she was looking in Florida at a, a new restaurant location? I didn't. Yeah, that was on Reddit, bitch. Um, yeah, I see her doing 18 Vanderpump Rules spin-offs. Really? Yes, I've been following like the potential castmates for Las Vegas. But I feel like the thing with pump rules that makes it or made it, depending on how you view the current state of affairs, so impactful was that these were genuine, crazy, insane, dysfunctional friends, partners, whatever. And it was the perfect point in time and the best idea for a spinoff. And I don't know that you can create another version of that in Mm. Vegas when it's not necessarily with like a crazy dysfunctional family, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, I understand family. I totally see that. But at the same time, Vegas wild, the money in Vegas, it's like so flashy. The customers would be interesting. It would be like high end, like Lady Gaga would come through. Are you kidding? Do you think though that Bravo will be interested after how, LVP has so messy. production. So do messy. Do you think that they would want to continue developing with her after this? I think that regardless of if they don't want to develop with her, she'll sell a show. <laughs> she is a genius producer. Yeah, I could see her selling something to E. I don't know. She's a genius producer. I don't know as far as like trademarking and stuff. I don't know like who owns even the term, like the service mark for Vanderpump Rules. So I don't know how that would go down. Mm. I know. I remember when Kenya left Atlanta she was I'm sure it was her leaking rumors that she was gonna get a birth spinoff I remember that with E and it never happened yeah um so I wonder what will go down with Lisa I wonder how her press tour for Vanderpump Rules will go I know I'm really interested to see her first visit back to the clubhouse but she might not go her her fucking brother died her mother died yeah like that's like I actually 
I so I'm not so sympathetic to Lisa Vanderpump in the sense that I understand if she's out, she's out. Like the show must go on without her. But I feel like they could have handled her with a little softer gloves because she was really going through a lot. Like like her her closest family members passed away. So like yeah, is she manipulative? Sure, but like give her a free pass. Maybe that's toxic of me. I think it is terrible, and we. <laughs> We all agree that she has undergone a lot of loss, but I don't see that having a true impact in why she left. I think she ran when the water got too hot. She ran when the water got too hot. I agree. And she, the victimization complex that she has been able to deploy so seemingly successfully online while also essentially encouraging her stands to like maliciously attack her former cast members is a bridge too far. But I also think fair, fair, fair. I do think that if in a couple seasons, Teddy is gone, I could see Dorit leaving in a couple seasons. I think if it was like Kyle, I don't know what's going to happen with Rin. I would assume she was still there. Who knows what Lisa and Lisa are never going to come head to head again. Well, who knows? But I do think that, Lisa will probably never be friends again with Teddy, most assuredly. Definitely not. She never was really friends with her in the first place. Exactly right. It was like more to piss off Dorit. I don't see her coming back with Dorit, but I could see Lisa Vanderpump returning in a couple seasons and her and uh, Kyle, the two of them making peace i do see i, would it. I see love it like, that i see it in three seasons i, I really do i really do i would love to see it and wouldn't <laughs> Are she you kidding? and That'd she be would be It'd be great to, i wish she was at the fucking reunion i know it would be i honestly i wish she had been at the reunion even if it had been a kim richards just at a rehab style lovely beautifully lit rich living room side piece with Andy well he didn't want to do that he said her her time to speak was at the reunion totally that's also why he was like the next time she comes back and watch what happens it's not going to be kid gloves he's like she had if she wanted to go on an apology tour she could have done that on camera on the show that she quit um it would have been great for her to come on and walk off. I mean, she does. She did that so effectively in Bahamar. She knows how to get people's sympathy while also participating. But she's just tired. She suffered major losses. I major know she losses. Did. So, I like, know. the regular Lisa Vanderpump at her height would be able to manipulate the situation so that she somehow comes out as the good guy. But she's exhausted from the loss. She is. She's so tired. She is so tired. It's That's wonderful. why she got sloppy. The dog gate was sloppy. That's why she got caught. It's wonderful she was able to record pump rolls while dealing with the but death she had of to her take, brother. She had to take time off. As well she should. Yeah. As well she should. So two shows at the same time? I mean, maybe Ken could fill in for her since he seems to be I so intent. I pray for Ken. I pray that Ken never dies. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm serious because I'm like worried for her. I'm really worried for her. Okay, who th- I was about to say something terrible, but I'm not going to say what? who's going to go first, Ken or Jiggy. 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 Jiggy's Ken already is, dead. Ken is 20 years left. He's he's a bionic man at this point. <laughs> he's got hips. 20 years is a long time. How old is he? He's like mid-70s. No. Tom is older than um, Ken. Tom Ravenel? No, Tom, um, <laughs> Mr. Erica Jane Tom. Oh, you, he is? Yeah. He's, okay, I'll check. Yeah, Tom Gerard. Am I... 
fucking up these names, you guys, neurosymptoms. Tom is definitely Girardi. Tom is definitely Ger whatever is definitely older than Ken. Damn, that's w- absolutely wild. I was looking he at He is L- 62. Okay, I'm yeah. so rude. And Lisa, he's like 13 or something years older yeah, than she Lisa. she is 58. And Although those are looks, Hollywood ages. Yeah, and she looks amazing. The fact She's that gorgeous. She's the best work. She's older, I think, than Vicky. She's gorgeous. And younger than Ramona. Now, Ramona looks flawless. The fact that she is older. I mean, they're also two different people. And she's naturally gorgeous. I was looking at her wedding photo yesterday. Because I think it was their anniversary or whatever. She just looks. She looked great then. She looks. Yeah, she looks great now. He actually sort of looks the same. He had that shitty hair back then. And he's continuing it. I mean, we'll see what happens with Beverly Hills. I have low expectations. I I genuinely thought production was going to do a clean sweep after this season. And I thought the same for the current OC. And I've been wrong on both counts. Oh, what did you think of this week's episode of OC? Okay. We need to dive into it. First off, it's been an interesting season so far. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad, but also this week was episode four, and I feel like I've been watching the season of, of, of OC for several months. It feels like a listener said this to me as a satchel, and I'm so sorry. I, I forget your name. Um... Uh, but it was like watching Potomac makes me realize that OC feels like homework. Yes, that's and, true. And that was shout out to you. That was exactly right because Potomac. Oh man, it's such a quick, great fix. It just goes straight to the veins yeah. and it's fantastic and it's flawless and it's interesting and it, it, it's exciting. And it's also like what's going on on TV. Also what's going on IRL I know. plus the combination with production. It's giving me everything I've ever needed and didn't even oh, know. hundred percent. And OC is like, okay, cool. So Gina seems like she's in a dark place. Yeah, Gina's going through it. Gina's going through it. And like, do we need to see that? Like, I, I was watching one <laughs> of Gina's. Do we need to see that? Do we need to see it? Is it right for this? Um, is it just bringing us down? Um, during G- one of Gina's confessionals, she was wearing like that Trace Amigas style necklace. You know how they have that bullshit necklace that like Tamara bought them or whatever that yeah. they've been wearing on press. And Gina has like the exact one, but it says Gina. And I just feel like that best exemplifies Gina. Like she's alone. Aww. Like she makes her own fun little trend happen, but it's just her. That's so sad. It's so sad. Her husband this week asked for spousal support. I know. Well, cause he lost his job. He said he was forced to resign because of the domestic violence allegations that came out and you know through their divorce contentious divorce spoiler alert shocker it's not going well it came out that she was paid like sixty three thousand dollars that shocked me which is shocking shocking shockingly low um lord knows she, she's not using it on glam but that is a low number and he's now asking he used to make like i want to say like 400k which to me is a lot of money to oc i think that's probably fine 400,000 is a lot of money it's a lot of money and now he's a making year? that's a lot of money. a lot of money plus whatever bonuses and now he's making zero dollars and is asking for a cut of the 60 which like fuck and who but knows? is he doing that to be spiteful I think he's doing it because he doesn't want to pay the 10 that the court ordered him Fair. to do he's yeah. like 10,000 a month is a lot but I mean yeah. if she's raising the kids per, I don't know it's all that he's stuff not even is in the same much. town it's yeah, like she it's should tough. be getting she should be getting a check and it's not like it's 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 tough. I mean, you look at the 10 that she's getting versus how much Shannon was initially told she was getting. I think it was like late 20s or maybe 30. And then she said she didn't need that much. And David is making a hell of a lot more money or at least is worth a hell of a lot more money than Matt, yeah. than Gina's soon to be ex. Um, 
you know, so this is a very long winded way of saying OC is fine to watch. It's not though enjoyable. Um, I thought this episode, I find Kelly enjoyable. Kelly's so enjoyable because even when she's, technically in the right she's so reactive that she lashes out at essentially whomever speaks to her last yes which yeah. this week meant gina poor yeah. sweet hurt she'd broken bird and she's like you shouldn't have an opinion which i don't know uh, they're on a show they have to talk about it it was fascinating to me that tamra once again has been able to be the messenger and never get killed yeah she throws the rock and then it hides her hand she throws the rock and then she's just like it wasn't me it was the person standing next to me who did absolutely nothing because they were in the same playground that i was in rock garden they should be the ones to get the fact that she threw shannon so quickly and smoothly under the bus with like shannon was there with vicky so it's their fault they're the ones talking about it and it's like sweetie production is showing us yeah the clip yet again of the fact that you were the one to bring it up and you're stirring it so I hate, much i hate that storyline i think it's just so cruel to kelly what did you think when you heard just even the word train last no, week I what did you think i thought exactly what what it is that it was like a, a sex train like a uh, gangbang yeah i that did not come to me what but i think it's fucking bullshit it's just a lie like that's so that's what i i honestly fundamentally do not like vicky gumbleson yeah she's not, a horrible person yeah because like the way so remember when she would be like shannon i have i know you have even worse secrets and yeah the secret was that she got allegedly got abused by her husband right she's I'm, a shit i'm like that's like so disgusting so that so to me it's like no stakes when it's like oh man like we're just gonna make up lies like t- that's when you fire a housewife when they start lying for attention and isn't there something else that she could have done like being just genuinely passive aggressive without bringing out stuff that's so obviously fake because she's known as the person that does that she did that with eddie being quote like gay yeah she did that with this obviously she was involved in cancer gate and the cover-up i mean she was that woman on that mountain in canada or wherever the fuck they were i forget which season with Lori wearing peterson when yeah. she found out from gretchen oh it couldn't have been can i forget where it was um when she was like i have not had sex with multiple partners whatever the fuck that was yeah because Lori wearing peterson was like i walked in on you at an insurance convention laying on a bed with a woman and vicky's like it's my sister what the fuck are you talking about and it was a nothing burger that was blown up because Lori wanted to take revenge and this was a completely obvious lie yeah she's now doing the exact same thing to kelly to double down on just spreading bullshit like saying she was a cokehead i feel so wasn't bad, bad enough jolie, that that's that scene with jolie i was like this is sad it was sad like it. because listen okay maybe i didn't like <laughs> no i like oc this season but i it just makes it makes me feel sad it, it makes me feel sad i feel like these women are in a tough spot when it comes to being too honest with their kids about what's going on and i think there's something to be said for not saying it in the moment when there's not resolution i do think these kids need to be informed because every child has an iphone their parents are going to talk shit and they're going to go to school and their schoolmates are going to be like mommy told me that blah 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 or i saw on radar online or whatever so there's something to be said for letting their child know listen there are lies out here this is 
so you can understand how social media can be dangerous and how like this isn't necessarily true. But Kelly tells overshares with her kid in the moment when there's no resolution, which I'm sure has given Jolie anxiety when she's hearing about the shit that people are saying about her mommy. And it's done in such an emotional way that it's like stripping her young child of I innocence. I love Julie. I love Julie. Right. And she's, she's so sweetheart. cool. And she's so smart. She reminds me a lot of Avery and that Avery yes. from a young age saw that Ramona could be insane and would call her on it. And I think Jolie is so important because she seems very... Is it emotionally mature, emotionally intelligent? She gets it. Yeah. Like when her mom is like, we're dumb and dumber. And she says it as such an aside. And Jolie's on the slopes. And Jolie's like, no, that's, that's not Like, I'm not dumb. Like, that's not the right. She's like, you're dumber. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, it's such a like deadpan. It's yeah. She seems like a sweet young lady. And I hope that she doesn't get bullied. Stop. If you are, if you are listening to this and you bully Jolie, just know that there's a special place in hell. We're going to find you on the dark web or whatever the fuck they call it. I don't understand how the internet works and we're gonna <laughs> murder you with words oh goodness um so what do you think about um what do you think about the fact that shannon and tamra heard these rumors shannon was in the room so i can't wait to hear actual information about how this went down and didn't tell kelly i oh heard heard the rumor like in the, the way train- that in the way that bronwyn oh we have to talk about bronwyn too in right. the way that bronwyn called kelly exactly i think I think uh, it's a tough one because the more you talk about it, right. the bigger it grows. Totally, Erica's Jane, an Erica Jane quote. Holler, uh, holler. But I, I, I think you should tell her. But I think you should tell her offline. And then, but if you're if you're gonna not fucking bring it up, don't fucking bring it up. Don't fucking talk about it. Shut the fuck up. I mean, Tamara was like, "Don't bring it up." The it being that thing that I talked about on camera. She she knew what she she knew the trap she was setting. She totally did. She absolutely laid it, and Kelly stepped into it. And now the focus probably next week will be on like broken bird Gina and Kelly's like anger tour and she should feel a lot of rage because it's obviously untrue and it also by the way distracts attention from the coke stuff yeah it's like is that better or worse I think it's Vicky saying here's a bigger crazier lie that will distract you guys from that earlier crazy lie and she thinks that that will somehow be helpful or beneficial. I mean, they're still talking about it. I saw them. They were on a press tour. I, I don't know where they were. I want to say like build AOL or some shit. Like some oh, random maybe. They were on Jerry together. Oh, Jerry. They, they were on Jerry. The Jerry O'Connell. And they kept talking about trains. And I was like, shut up. Like, let it go. Yeah. And allegedly, well, not even allegedly. We know this happened. Sh- Shannon and Tamara are at, at odds with Kelly. And I wonder if it's because Kelly can't get over the fact that they didn't tell her off camera yeah what did kelly what do? was being said like I, I would think that whatever kelly does to them it's probably rooted in the anger and hurt that she feels that her genuine friends or people that she thought were her genuine friends didn't let her in on this i also you know shannon is the love of my life yeah, you that's your favorite housewife I of am, all time i am Shannon Bador. I I love really? her. I, not I mean sort of maybe not. But I I just like I love her because I understand her. Yeah. I love when she laughs. It makes me so happy when she has like her fun little mom jokes. I love that she wears spanks under jeans. I love Archie. I love Archie. I have a fish named Archie Bador Galley. He's in my room right now cuz the living room is too hot and I want to make sure he's, you know, he stays 
cool, calm, and collected. Yes. Much like the Labrador, uh, Labradoodle or Labrador, whatever. Um, I love Shannon. I don't think that the Trace Amigas brings out the best in her. It's the worst color on her. And Kelly would probably have been the best. I think that if she had just told Kelly, it would have been a better situation, certainly with her friendship with Kelly and also how viewers see her. Yeah, I wouldn't hitch my my ship to that. To, I don't know what it is. I wouldn't wagon. Like, yeah, because it's like, what if if Vicky just just got friend of? What if Tamara gets friend of? Then you know they could all go down together. But Shannon stands alone. Yeah, and she feels maybe more comfortable with those two women. I, uh, it amazes me that on the press tour that's happening, you know, while these episodes air, that Shannon and these women seem closer than ever. They do. And I, if I was Shannon, I would watch that episode and be like, man, Tamara is really trying to put the blame on me and not take any responsibility for herself. And that would make me look at her in a different way. I think Tamara was reacting. You know, it was interesting to me that Shannon's reactions to like Emily being sad and just like crying and to Gina were not the most sympathetic and empathetic considering how Shannon has behaved on camera and considering that Tamara once triggered her at Lizzie's like beachside dinner party when Shannon lost her mind against Heather Dubrow. It's interesting to me that Shannon doesn't look at that and be like, man, they're not in any way reacting as crazily as I did on camera. But gosh, I feel bad for them because I know what a, what being in a dark place with my husband does. And, you know, Shannon's response is like, well, Emily's not letting us in on her marital problem. So I don't feel as much sympathy for her. But it's like if you see the signs that all is not well and the call for help is coming from inside the house, why not just like try to you know you don't have to be your best friend I know that they're at odds but like maybe feel maybe externally look like you're showing a little bit of empathy totally I would argue this is the exact same situation with Lisa Vanderpop in what way in that it's just like I'll have sympathy for this person who's just going through it (laughs) yeah I have a satchel of gold from Allison in DC Kelly brings out the best silliest Shannon and Tamara and Vicky bring out the meanest most bitter version of her I agree um I absolutely agree right I I love Kelly I think I was... But I used, I used to hate Kelly. I used to hate Kelly. I was screaming. She was the devil. She was the devil. The, for her first season, I would scream at Damien. I would be like, she needs to be off the show. This is terrorism. This is like inappropriate. This is violent. This is awful. And then I'm like now obsessed with her. Yeah, because she has a good personality. She's just she's just hurt. She's hurt. And she always reacts and responds at the worst per, at the worst possible people who aren't really to blame. She did it with MKE, with Megan King Edmonds. And like... Oh, yeah. When she, she was like, Jimmy's cheating. But she, he was cheating. I mean, oh, you know what's interesting? I wonder if the emotional affair that he had with that bitch or whomever was the same woman that, Kelly that inspired those rumors. That I don't know. Fascinating. I have no idea. That's wild. That's honestly, the way that MKE handled that, oh my God. the reversal of it all, I was like, I can, I'm getting whiplash. Yeah. Um. So I have a longer satchel from Callum in London okay, that okay. I want to um, get your thoughts on. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Shout out to Callum. Um, cheerio. Okay. Uh, Long time listener who absolutely loves how anal- analytical you and all the iconic guests here Thank you. Get on Andy's girls. Keep doing your amazing work. I couldn't contain my OC thoughts in a satchel. Oh, he means like in an Insta story or Callum's 
that's a man, right? That's is that a woman's uh, name? Whatever. Just say they. They. Um. Uh. So they mean uh, Insta story. I couldn't contain my OC thoughts in a satchel Insta story. So here it goes. I know that a large majority feel that the show is tired now, and there's nothing of interest going on, which I totally understand. But for me, out of all the franchises, OC has always been a look at some of the grossest, darkest points of humanity. And even though Vicky and Tamara are absolutely vile, I'm yet to be fed up with watching their sociopathy. Guys, I can't talk today. Unfold on my TV. Tamara strategizes like no other. And I find it fascinating seeing the way that she actively navigates and produces scenes. I totally understand that this is exactly what infuriates a lot of people about her. But I'm genuinely interested seeing the way she continues to play the game to manipulate her position with the other women and on the show itself also vicky is definitely a demon unleashed from the ninth circle of hell and i can't look away because there's legitimately nowhere else at this level of narcissistic sociopathy guys i can't talk it's documented on film that went on for much longer than I expected, but I suffer from having friends who aren't housewife fans, so I have a lot of unexpressed thoughts. Anyway, thanks so much for being le- legendary and hope you feel better. Trademark Jill Zarin. Um, first <laughs> off, Callum, drop all of your fan- friends. <laughs> Break find- up with your friends. Break up with your friends and Bravo. find some who watch Bravo. Um, Z-Way, mm-hmm. your thoughts? Um, I think that... OC. So I think that the cancer storyline mm. in OC oh. is one of the best reality oh. storylines of oh. all time. Chef's I, kiss. You know what I mean? I think mm. it really does encapsulate yes. the, the darkness and yes. like the willing to like the, I couldn't write the idea that someone yes. faked cancer. So to see that in reality, oh. it was beautiful. I don't know if we're there. I think that we we peaked at Cancer Gate mm. and we're chasing that high. Mm. But I think that that's a huge place to peak. It's mm. one of the best moments I've ever seen. Um, so I agree. Like I do think that OC is really dark. I really haven't seen and watching Sharon's marriage also mm. really dark. So I agree. I'm not as excited about it because what I like about the other shows is that you see what's going on in their... These people are public figures. So to see their lives play out in the press and then to bounce back onto the show, Mm. I feel is more realistic. I feel like that's truer, right? Like a mistake you make as a reality TV star will inevitably end up in the Daily Mail, which will become a storyline on your show. It's so interesting. I I love love that reality because I feel like this is real. In OC, we're getting like... And she texted me a pig emoji of her me calling you know call me a pig which i think is like dark and gross and it's like wow this is really scary but i don't find that it, it's it's playing on the same plane does that make sense um you don't think the pig an emoji is as funny it's not about being funny to me it's about like i don't feel like they're they're really revealing at all i guess i don't feel like it's i think it's really produced uh, you think it's really produced by the women themselves yeah, and that it's feeding the beast because they then go off to the tabloids or tweet something as Emily did, mm-hmm. you know, which led to Shannon being pissed at her. Um, and then know. that feeds into the show. I don't find that it feeds into the show as well. Like, it's not like we have a headline like fucking Bethany has a court date with with Jason Hoppy. Like, right. that's that's like high status, like high stakes drama. Right. OC's drama. I mean, calling her a cokehead, that is high stakes, high. I guess I just don't. It doesn't translate as well for me. 
or maybe it's like OC is about the interpersonal because we see how it affects Jolie. We don't see the headlines and the pull screens grabbed onto the show. Like that's not part of the, the production. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's cut all of this. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I'm trying no, to I figure out why great. I don't like OC. I guess I don't love OC because. OC and Beverly Hills to me, and they're produced by the same companies, are suffer from like, like stakes, low stakes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I also think that there's not organic chemistry, at yeah. least on OC. Like Gina and Emily feel so separate and so sad, and then Shannon and Vicky and Tamara are pretending they're like thirty-seven and a half and yeah. are just like pretending to dance and whatever and it's so manufactured for the cameras but yeah. also they've decided to be so united for the cameras and that kind of break between the two camps is so huge and so inorganic yeah that I it find doesn't it inorganic. yeah it doesn't feed the purposes of the show just to take a step into what you said about Cancergate one of the best hardest watch what happens to sit through like fucking fantastic when it came out and I don't think I could ever watch it again is when Brooks went on watch what happens and yeah. had his own special episode where he's so obviously lying, so obviously lying that it's like hilarious like I wonder what was going on in Andy's head like while he was like talking to Brooks because yeah. it was just watching Brooks implode it made no sense it was awful but it was also such a highlight because you're watching somebody who manipulated everybody in the worst possible way by evoking a terrible the lowest terminal, of the low the truly. lowest of the low and then working in tandem with your partner on and off screen to try to continue and prolong this and then pin it on somebody else I mean that is magical television yeah I thought it was it was absolutely genius so it's I thought that I don't like OC or, and I don't like Beverly Hills because the limo moment was also brilliant I'm just like I guess that I have a high standard Which limo for moment? it the limo moment with um you stole my goddamn Cotton. house yes oh, okay got it, got it like I just have high standards for them because they gave us such darkness I'm like right, let's go back there I mean the darkest moment to me on the show and also one of the most sorry dynamic was not to me when Taylor was like hiding in a suitcase in Aspen because I thought that was really sad it was when you know it was LVP's tea party or whatever and Camille brings up what we now know Lisa told her to say to oh, bring yeah. up on camera Dark. which is we know that your husband hits you and like what the fuck are you talking about which yeah. we're talking about going on a G6 or whatever the fuck pr the private plane was and like it doesn't make sense. What you're telling us on camera is so diametrically opposed to what you're telling us off camera mm. that we need to make these two make sense. Yeah. I mean, that was a crazy high stake. I don't know if there have been higher stakes aside from people's like addictions than that moment. Uh, I mean, and it was great television. I'm sorry. Like it was great TV. And he went on to kill himself. In and between he, seasons. And there's the conversation that a lot of people have had in the Bravo sphere that has not come up on the show, which is that Taylor is not this like completely normal, innocent person. She sh changed her name Wait, several what? times. Wait, what? She, her, her original name Taylor is Taylor like, Armstrong. Yeah. Her original name is like Shana Ford or whatever. Wait, shut up. They're talking they're, about? Julie Klausner has done huge investigatory Say pieces. What? That she's a grifter that she used to manipulate people. She once said that, what was her fake last name? I want to say it was like, I want to say it was Ford. And she used to tell people that she was related to the Fords. And she has, 
pretended to be a different person and may have been involved at some point in her husband's financial business misdeeds. And that was never brought up on the show. And there are genuine legal documents. I mean, <gasps> the sadness. You have to said this to me. I've oh never, my God. Heard, I have never heard of this. Do yourself a little Google. Yeah, it's it. That is one of those examples. I think because this happened way too long ago when people weren't doing that kind of stuff on camera we or just stay Daniel off stop she's like the dental stop is what you're saying of beverly hills it wasn't perhaps as obvious to the women who weren't trying to bury her as mm. daniel stobb's enemies did on, that's a great example as daniel stobb's um enemies did on jersey where they were like we know this it was written about it was in a book here you go the the Bravo sphere online has said a lot about Taylor, but none of her cast members ever have. And I think it was because either they didn't know this all came up in a way that these women didn't didn't know about or just genuinely didn't care about. And they chose they choose they like chose to be ignorant. That's the hard part. I mean, we saw that with just a jump to Dorit, please. And them not t- talking about mm-hmm. her being harassed in the Bahamas. Yeah. And them saying, like, we don't need to know about her financial stuff because we're friends. And it's like, sweetie, A, if you were friends, you would be asking her this information. I thought what Camille did at that dinner was exactly right, which is like, you shouldn't be talking. I mean, like. What Camille did at that dinner was exactly right? Yeah, for the show. Are you kidding? It was bring right the- for the show. Yes, yeah, it was right bring for that the shit up. Like, yeah. you can't say, like, we want to protect her because she's our mention friend. Mention it all. I mean, yes. Hashtag mention it all. Hashtag this is a crisis that you're not bringing this shit up. So, yeah. like, please fucking do. So that's what that's what Beverly Hills. So that's okay. We've gotten back to our central point. That's my issue with Beverly Hills and OC and we all of the housewives do it when they don't bring up things that are like pretty bad, but we see it the most with Beverly Hills and OC when the facts are the facts of the facts. And we see it right in front of us in plain sight where they just won't break up a story to protect each other, which is great camaraderie, but it is not entertaining. And no one is serving. That's exactly right. And nobody is serving as the voice of the audience. And that is why the trailer for next week of Potomac is so fucking good because it shows Karen saying what I think 80 fucking percent of the audience thinks, which is I don't believe that your husband is innocent. And the fact that there was no consent is fucked. And she says it in the teaser. The teaser for next week is some fucking blowdown. Ashley's face and eyes actually explode on camera. She's so pissed at Karen. And I'm appreciative for the fact that, you know, Giselle has joked about it. Other women have joked about it. Robin's been freaked out because we all know the sucking cock is about Juan. But Karen is speaking for the audience with a genuine situation that involves production. It involves happening in real time press tabloid rumors. It involves for a period of time the legal system. And it involves these women on camera, which is there's some fuckery that's going down. And I do not believe your story. And here's why. And it's going to be fucking terrific television let's talk about potomac i totally am so excited for this episode as well i think i think that karen huger is a gift karen huger is such a fucking gift because she's outside of herself bonkers bananas and p.s i'm gonna buy her fragrance the day it goes on sale it's probably gonna be like six hundred dollars and i'm just gonna ask for a sample and god bless america um i she is so (laughs) insane in so many ways the virginia house 
the charity for Alzheimer's with not telling us oh, how much was raised. Icon hair. Oh, when they confronted. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she, gi- so she gives m- us iconic moments after even iconic. the press conference. Iconic. And being Matt. the housewife. The housewife. Oh, Matt. I thought. Well, I don't follow him, but I shadow follow him, and I, I just like stalk him on Instagram. He's he hangs out with all the housewives because he's like a hanger on. That's yeah, like the, they all have their entourages, and he is like in several. But the fact that she has all of these bonker moments and yet she is also the one, and I'm sure it's because she's a survivor of sexual assault. She understands how important this conversation is and how it shouldn't be fucked with and how Ashley's um, narrative about this is completely incorrect and inappropriate. And she takes her on. She takes her her on on in a way that's like, yeah, fuck you. I understand in a way that you do not the damage that's being done by you guys saying because he was exonerated, which he wasn't, but because the court said we don't have enough evidence to use in court we're not able to bring the case that does not mean he's innocent in what happens and his record of behavior supports this yeah no it's absolutely wild the way that ashley has managed to spin the story is honestly like god levels of like pr (laughs) she has she's really managed to come off relatively scot-free considering the severity of these accusations like when i saw those headlines a year ago or yeah. you know six well, whenever ago, yeah i was like this is absolutely shocking like ashley is you know the chickens have come home to roost this woman is finally going to be persecuted in a way that she has been persecuting others for much mm-hmm. lesser yeah um whatever much lesser rumors. transgression yeah rumors so it's absolutely wild i uh, she's like a louis she made she's a louis <gasps> really yeah I, I i didn't think that about her i thought she was like a porsche but she's a louis because you think she's delusional yes yes Here's the thing, though. I just have to say, I don't think that just thinking about it, I really don't think Ashley believes her own bullshit. I think she's forcing herself to because she wants to have that motherfucking baby because mm. she wants to have Michael Jr. That child looks exactly like him. It is terrifying. Um, but I, I don't I in the bottom of my soul, bottom, top, middle, whatever. I genuinely think she knows. But if she knows, then what's, then what's worse? Oh, it's so much worse that, yeah. that I think her gut is telling her beep, beep, beep. Something is not right. The red flag. And flag. she's just ignoring it. And she's going straight into like, let's pretend that um, everything is great. Let me lick whipped cream off your chest. Let's talk about how often we're fucking. Let's have that baby. I love you so much. But Good is night. that not absolutely wild? It's a- absolutely wild. Yeah. That's Luann, though, marrying Tom. Even though she exactly right. That is Luann marrying Tom and being like, I love him. He's my husband. I'm doing that's a great. Thank you so much. That is a great comparison. <laughs> that I hadn't thought of until this very moment. That is a great comparison because Lou knew. Lou knew. Lou knew, but she didn't want the other women to be right. Exactly. And her devotion to trying to prove these women wrong or trying to prove that she would do whatever the fuck she wants to do, regardless of how right it is yeah is very very similar to how ashley is behaving now with one exception that i don't remember lou in that moment trying to attack because luann was sort of like the the weak person at that point like weak i mean that in a like just vulnerable yeah she was in a position of like right like like Katie is in a very vulnerable position and Ashley's trying to use that against her by calling her weak. And what Ashley is doing is trying to pull the attention away from the vulnerability of her marriage and use anger that she has against Michael and use that as a weapon to 
genuinely wound Katie because she doesn't want to take on the other women that she knows are talking shit about her marriage and her man. So she is totally targeting the most vulnerable person while also calling out their vulnerability as weakness. And that's why Karen says so aptly, I'm not Katie. You can't talk to me any old way. I know your husband's wrong. Boom. Maybe not verbatim, but that was the general consensus. Also, I like her again. I like Ashley versus Karen in this scenario because Karen's getting her just desserts. Like, yeah, because Ashley was so cruel about Ray's money issues. And Michael was so cruel. Do you need money to borrow? That was so cruel. Going into their house and being like, this looks like a sham. That's so mean. And so Karen has the moral high ground Mm -hmm. for once. And so that's why she's able to clap at Ashley in a way that really damages, really hits her under the skin. And Candace is watching all of this and being like, fuck, yes. No matter how I behaved, I am watching someone that I despise go down and the other women turn on her um, based on her behavior. And it, while no one will forget the night with the butter knife and that, you know, delicious risotto. Iconic. Iconic moment. I think that Candace is like, this almost proves me right. While I didn't react or respond in a way that was appropriate, it it is showing people that there is something fishy here. No, Karen. Car- oh, not Karen. What's her Candace? name? Candace. Candace. Candace had a point, but she just played it so wrong. Because she was so gleeful, you think? I, I don't even think the glee was the issue because there is something really funny about watching someone being like, ooh, your man sucks. <laughs> like, but I think her saying that Ashley drinking means that she was wasn't trying to get oh pregnant. that was completely inappropriate just like what like she really put she really dug herself into a hole with she that. did but now she's trying to get out of the hole by being like see i told you their marriage isn't great that's what i meant forget exactly. about the drinking exactly. i meant i'm like cause, what because she's a predator that's exactly. what I meant. it's like you can't you can't have she's it both ways honey she's drinking a predator martini I over know. there and that's what we're exactly so that's she, yeah so that's, that's why i like she's that was really a reach but I so I follow Candace. Candace and I follow each other. So <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll on DM, what everything? On just on Twitter, Twitter and I'll, I'll DM. Her. Yeah, your Twitter, by the way, is phenomenal. Thank you. But I'll DM her and be <gasps> like, like Candace, what's going on? You know, <gasps> whatever. I, yeah, I really want her to do a pop show. Wait, has she responded? Yeah, she. Yeah, we've talked. Wait, I want her to do a pop show. Z-way. <laughs> I know she should do. A <laughs> hold pop on. Show. Shouldn't she do a pop show? She absolutely should. But hold on one second. But would there be drama at the at the pop show? I mean, you're not gonna have Ashley there following her singing coffee and bagels no, or whatever the, the fuck. Is, I love I, my man. And the thing is, with her brother. Yeah, you're right. But imagine if I invited both. <laughs> I would love to see that duet. Oh it would have but then to it, the show would not be about me. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It, I, you would be the person that brought them together on a stage. So I think it would be all about you in the best possible I'm way. I'm doing a, a Black History Month Bell House pop show. <gasps> Maybe I should ask them. Um, I'll think about it. Please do. But wait, let's viewers, just, please, listeners, please tell me your advice. Listeners, please reach out and let us know. Um, but wait. So what have you said to Candace and what has she responded with? I won't like talk too much about it, but we just like, I'll just be like, hi, like, how's it going? Like, come to my show. I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, you, you were great this season or oh, like, that's wild. I can't mm-hmm. believe that that happened. You know, like reactions. Have you said like, I can't believe that happened specific to like Michael assaulting that cameraman? No. no Orville no, 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 or whatever. No, no, no. I don't, I think to me that, that conversation is just like too, it's too crazy it's tough it's just tough because it's uh, honestly like we are w- this is at the expense of someone who was humiliated at work yeah that's the shitty <laughs> thing and that and he left he left that job yeah he quit he quit hope, the next day i want to say he, i hope he got comp or something but yeah yeah i don't know how that works i don't know either so so that's the so i i wouldn't i don't want to get into that 
Yeah, save that for Andy, right? Like, you don't have to be the one asking the questions. You can just be, like, responding to if it. I, yeah, save it for Andy. I thought you meant, what would I ask Andy? No, like, let <laughs> Andy be the one to, like, take ask one the hard for the questions. team. Yeah, yeah and then you can just respond. One. But maybe, who knows? I mean, if I should have her at Pop Show, let me know what you guys think. Um, oh, my God, I would fucking... Who would you rather have, Candace or Ashley? I asked Candace, because Candace, I, I love that she's so musical. She's always singing. She is. She really... It really comes to her naturally versus Ashley's like, this seems cool. Like, yeah. like Melissa Gorga style. You know what I I'm like saying? Melissa like, Gorga. I would love to have Melissa Gorga. My, I asked oh. Melissa Gorga, and she was like, I'm not making new music, but if I do, let me know. Oh, cute. Yeah, but so she said... She, I saw her at Erica Jane's concert. Oh. Yeah, yeah I was in VIP. With next to me, Lisa Gorga, and she she's actually a really supportive friend because like she could feel our energy like whack waning for Erica like you know in the in the middle of the forty five minute show. Oh my god! And and she would just like dance on us and be like woo yes. and like get us excited. So she I think she's actually like a I like her. I like her, but I think musically Melissa Melissa Gorga did it as like sort of a hobby. Like her husband built her studio and, and mazel to that. Versus like Erica Jane, who is a performer. You know whether or not it's enough yeah. performance for forty five minutes is a question but like erica jane comes to it naturally i would say candace comes to it more naturally though not on an erica jane level than like ashley who to me seems similar in her musical journey oh to how melissa you, although oh, I think really? Mel- yeah i think melissa's much much more successful at it the but ashley I, darby who performed at pride <laughs> Yeah, the cho- who sang a, who sang a love song with her brother. <laughs> <laughs> the choice of pride, by the way, tough, tough, <laughs> that is tough. some rough, tough stuff. That is that was a look with a, a large silent her W. Out, her outfit was um uh, her what, makeup. Too, yeah, what was the outfit? I don't well, remember. It was it was half it was half like uh, like chiffon and frills like rainbow, oh, and then it was half like leather. It was it looked wild. <sighs> they have such terrible style. Um, yeah, I think Potomac has the worst style. I think yeah, of, of Potomac, I think that um, Candace and Karen Huger have the best style but I think it's a low bar Cand- and Robin those are top tier Giselle it's bottom hard. tier Ka- Katie's bottom all, tier Ashley's bottom tier they all have bad look. what do you think of um, Katie's wigs terrible yeah right yeah but the, I think that that's iconic I actually am sad that she's leaving the show I think that she's a brilliant addition and she should be full time. Be- oh, well, I understand that she's like fragile, but she has been giving us gold. When she says deadpan, thanks for coming. Thanks. Like, it was so nice having you. That at the the barn, whatever. Yeah. She's just like, she's great. I think it's because she has nothing to lose because she's dealing with so much real serious stuff, yeah. which P.S. was sort of on- only bro- brought up almost like on background this week, like as reasoning, but nobody's gotten explicit about exactly what's going on and i assume that's because bravo is so concerned about liability with her ex-husband that they don't want to get um specific yeah i don't know i don't really i have no idea or maybe she can't talk because it's like a custody thing and she you know she's representing herself in court she is yeah shut up she's represent yeah what'd you see that um she did like a 27 minute interview with with a guy last week that's on youtube and I watched the whole thing. Wow. I did see that, but I did not click it because I... I value my time. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but <laughs> Welcome to Andy's girl. That's wild. I can't believe she's doing that. Oh, that makes yeah. Me so it's not great, but also I wish the best for her. But I pray for her. Um, I don't pray, but if I did, it would be for her. And next week's like, the, the <laughs> it's not funny, but like Katie going missing and like, production not knowing where the fuck she I was know. what a production security figured it out well but then they were like we found her yesterday yeah. which 
I, I mean, know it's alarming how much time went by where was she At least 12 hours that's so alarming was it because maybe she took a pregnancy test and she's like i need to walk this off and then they found her in a different country like i don't know i she i get worried for her i hope she's okay i mean she's obviously not yeah, she's not okay but i appreciate her services <laughs> to potomac this season because I know, she's given us so much this is she's she, made this season all-star without having a confessional right I know. yeah yeah she hasn't and why why is that is that because the shit with the insta photo maybe happened after what insta photo remember where she posted that insta photo and hashtag me too it was her bleeding on the floor and jacob took it and she said it was she was having a miscarriage and um I but it looked like it looked like she had been physically assaulted and oh i don't know i think maybe it was because she's a friend of maybe no friends up can do confessionals but she did does she does she appear in the rest of the season or no i think so i mean let's see why she left i mean it's it was interesting to me watching this week because it felt to me a little bit like ashley thought she was on scary island and was talking to like kelly caloran yeah where she felt like somebody was coming at her and even though she knew she was weak she had no choice but to explode but it's like no this is actually not kelly and katie has done nothing wrong to you and if you want to look at anyone else at the table you probably should at this moment i know the flash the flashbacks where they're like having going around in the circle and talking about seeing all the women like make fun of michael oh yeah it's just like damning it's damning and also it's so interesting to me that Ashley has doubled down in real time against Katie she when really it's has. like are you not watching what we're watching on TV like do your like rose colored glasses do you think Ashley are comes, they that thick do you think Ashley comes off well this season um I understand why she doesn't but what do you think I think she doesn't but I understand why she doesn't mm. I myself am like why would you stand by your man but a I've never been married b I've never been on a reality show like this before or ever before c um I have never felt the urge to have a child or have one so desperately that I would do wow. anything and use potential assault allegations and like put that in my back pocket for a rainy day damn um, you think that she like lords it over Michael. I don't think that she lords it over him. I think she genuinely, and this is in no way a critique of her. I myself have not had like a passionate interest in having a kid, but I absolutely respect other people that do. I think that Ashley is so desperate and I do not mean that again in any kind of derogatory way. I think she is quite literally desperate to have a child that she will do anything to have that child. And she wants to have it with the guy that she's currently married to. And do you think she wants to have a child or she wants to have Michael's child because of his inheritance or whatever because of his because of the prena i mean like i wonder just out of curiosity i wonder how much more money that gets her to have his kid how rich can michael be i don't he's apparently does very well in real estate but i don't know you know real estate's interesting because you can have a high net worth but a lot of that isn't cash it's like tied up in your business but i think he does very well and i don't i think that ashley really really wants to have a kid in the same way although with a lower number than Bronwyn on OC, they both had unconventional childhoods. Ashley has been disinherited from her father's heart and soul since the moment she was born. And I think Ashley wants to correct her childhood by providing security and just overwhelming love to a baby and Bronwyn has 1700 children because she had a very unstable childhood and she wants to feel like the protector because she probably didn't have that kind of emotional security when she was young and they're sort of similar in that way but Bronwyn's trying to you know break a record and Ashley's just trying to like push it out and hold it and love it 
Do you like Bronwyn? I think I genuinely, I I like her. I don't die for her, but I think it would be hard to die for anybody in that environment. Mm. Um, I didn't love the moment where she completely backtracked from the week before when she wedged her head very far up Victoria's ass at dinner and was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel anything strongly about her, but what I do feel is positive in the sense that like, yeah, I like her. I think she will have some great moments. Do you like Ashley? Darby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, love her. Love her. She's great. She's, All time great. I think she is one of the best on Potomac. I don't know that she, like when I look at Giselle, for example, I think like all-time great. Like, all time greatest, great. All time great. Greatest of all time. I don't Karen know, Huger, I think is an all time great. I would more agree with you about Karen than Ashley, but I think Ashley is fantastic. Yeah. I just don't like for the record books, she's great. She's yeah. great. I love her. I respect her game. I love the shit stirring that she's done. I think that's so incredibly impactful. Um, I don't know that I would put her in like the top 10. There's something about Giselle that just like gives me everything that I need. Fair. Um, but I love and appreciate oh, and respect Ashley's game. Tell me, do you think that her visiting her dad was manipulative towards the audience? Um, I would put it, in the same bucket as Kenya and her mom, where there is a true anger, hurt, feelings of anger, hurt, and sadness about something very dark and really genuinely unfair that they went through as a child and still as an adult, because you are still an adult child, even if you're like in your late thirties or whatever, Ashley in her early thirties. Do I think it was manipulative of the audience? I think it was helpful that Ashley wanted to do this during a time in which a lot of focus was on her husband's misbehavior. Um, do I think it was alleged mi- crime, completely real crime, <laughs> no alleged. We all know what happened. Do I think it was manipulative of the audience? Um, no, because I saw through it. If that makes any sense, like with Kenya too, like they're bringing a camera crew with them for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's not an accident that this is being shot on camera, um, which is probably why Aunt Lori was that was that Kenya's yeah Lori's Kenya's yeah. aunt was like what the f- why did you do this and I think what she meant was like why did you do this on camera? Yeah. Um, if I thought it was, God, that's such a good question, and I, I don't if it was manipulative, I don't hold it against her. Yeah, but, I feel the same way. Yeah, but it was manipulative. I, I went into it being like, because you see the previews, you're like, oh my goodness, like here we go. Yeah. And then I watched the episode and I was like, this is honestly heartbreaking. Because it is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's She's so, human. She is human in the same way that with Keyonce, it opened up such compassion and empathy from me toward her that I didn't necessarily like have in the reserves. And with Ashley, I was like, this is genuinely sad. Yeah. If, if Ashley had told me about her childhood, that's one thing, but to show someone who is supposed to be a parent who refute, here's the problem is that it's not even like, please apologize to me, dad. It's like, just verify my existence and so in sad. both of these so cases sad. these awful people won't do it i cannot imagine being kenya and going to family functions where your biological mother is there and have her not just confirm your existence that yeah. fucks you up 
in such a way I'm sure there's some difference like biologically as people between like a mom doing it and a dad doing it as women I think like for your mom to do it it, it's probably an additional layer of fuckery but I think when your dad does it it's also just as bad because it's like it's your dad I mean no matter what there's something to be said for being abandoned physically as a child but having someone who denies your existence as a member of like their DNA or whatever is it's beyond it's beyond so I have no choice but to empathize but do I think there's a reason there's a camera crew there and that they're choosing to do this as a part of their storyline yeah but do I blame them for that? No. And do I feel any empathy toward the parent in that situation? Got to tell you, I don't. You don't. I don't because I feel like, you know, they didn't shoot. The, obviously, they knew that there was a camera crew on that person's lawn. But you know what? That person should feel some shame. The inter- they should feel shame. They should feel shame. The interesting thing to me, I, I uh, went through this with a former friend who misbehaved in such a god-awful way that everybody in our toward me that everybody in our circle and their partner admitted it was like completely inappropriate behavior and I empathize after the moment while I still felt anger I empathize because I knew that they weren't in a good place and their reaction to it was interesting because knowing that they had misbehaved that person felt so much shame that it transferred to anger against me because they knew that I was a witness to something Mm. that was a really dark moment in their life so they felt a lot of anger to me because they knew that I was a witness and I wonder how much that shame manifesting into anger has happened with both of those parents who have alienated you know from their kids damn because I think but he has kids too that's the sad part yeah but for whatever reason who knows why he and Kenya's mom have both decided to seemingly have anger toward children who are innocent in this context, which predates them showing up with the camera crew. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. That's so tragic. Wow. Potomac's is so that's, that's depth. Potomac has depth. We're not really reaching those depths in OC. You're totally right. And we just talked about like the alienation of parent. Yeah. And the depths that we're getting, it's just like, I, I, it's hard for me to feel empathy. I don't in any way dislike Gina. I think it's dark. I don't, I just don't feel connection to it because I never saw her husband on camera. I never saw a relationship. Um, so I don't feel the kind of feelings deep in my soul that I felt with Shannon and David when they were going through it because we saw it play out and with Emily you know there's a scene there's a scene for next week did you watch it it was a clip that uh circulated online it's about two minutes we're gonna see it on next week's episode of Shane and Emily talking Emily is quite obviously in a lot of pain Shane is not a naturally funny person and I think he gets embarrassed talking about emotions and he's also a dick so when producers are like did you mix miss your wife and he starts laughing and he's like should I be honest it's because he's uncomfortable talking about this on camera he's also an asshole and he doesn't understand that his wife is in pain and he should be trying to help her yeah that seems doomed (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they have to be getting a divorce, right? They haven't announced it yet. 
Someone, um, a listener sent me a, an Insta story satchel that was like, I can't wait to see Emily announce her divorce on the reunion because oh <laughs> that's what Shannon did. I mean, I don't see a way out of this for them. I don't see them renewing their vows a la Shannon and David and then getting divorced 45 no, no, minutes no, no, later no, no, no. or like Vicky and Don. I think that Emily has a different expectation for a partner than Shane does. Yeah. I think Shane's probably going through it, taking a test he doesn't want to because mommy really thinks he should. Yeah. Um, and I think he's really cold, closed off and cold. And I think he's a genuine, unwilling participant in this show. And he has a lot of concern and embarrassment mm-hmm. about being on the show. Yeah, he really does. Which is like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? One would think it would be to support his partner. But I honestly wonder if he just doesn't care enough that he's like, do whatever. Yeah. Or I'll just not be around or whatever. Or I'll just not be around. But when he is around, man, he is gross it's like i said this on last week it's like his soul lives on the outside of his body and that's why he's so repelling to me physically because he just is not great that's the nicest thing i can say i don't think he's the worst husband i mean obviously we talked about russell yeah you can do worse um but i think that he i don't even know if he's emotionally i don't know that he's emotionally abusive i think the abuse which is the wrong term i think the disconnect comes from his own emotional detachment Mm. like Emily if we're going to talk about using shit on camera do we think that in ordinary day-to-day life Emily would be like hey our anniversary is coming up let me perform in a um burlesque show which is the most generous way of putting it um in a Vegas review for a man who gets angry at women for swearing like he is seems very very conservative both socially emotionally personality wise yeah. he's very cold very shut down and I don't know how much of that is him IRL and how much of that is like he genuinely is allergic to this show and the production production aspects of it but fuck man she's crying out for pain and he's like yeah, I don't see tears make my dinner yeah that was tough Ugh. yeah I'm not I'm not yeah that yeah that's not do you either. feel what do you feel like do you feel something for them like do you feel empathy right no I actually like watching them because I okay. find them to be like I'm just like wow this is a train wreck in slow motion it's an actual train wreck and not nine people having sex with each other exactly if um, only by the way yes <laughs> but I, yeah I'm what I'm more actually excited in OC about Shannon at all times and Bronwyn and Kelly. Yeah. Those so are what the do people you, who I, I care about. What do you think about Bronwyn? I think that she is honest enough. Right? Yeah. Well, she's honest for a newbie. She's like she infiltrated herself into the group really seamlessly. Right? Usually they have to put up a fight like with Lizzie Rosette, right. who I actually really liked. Um Lizzie, but but Bronwyn just like really seamlessly got into the groove of it all and she she's like she honors her alliances. So for that, I think she's fascinating. I like the fact that she's like, yeah, me and my husband like pretty much almost got a divorce because he was never around. But now we're in love and I love my kids. So I think that like the family values of it all, I kind of I'm interested in that. I liked her um, Sharp Objects Junior moment where she was like, I almost like when my kids get sick so I can mother them. I, I was know. like, how P- Patricia Clarkson of you, know, but like so you're nice. not actually poisoning them. So kudos. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, I did not finish Sharp Objects. But oh, I do love um, Amy, no, Amy Adams. Patricia's great. Nothing happened. Um, Let's talk about Southern Charm. 
So I watched Southern Charm, the reunion part two in the ICU and I watched oh, shit. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, in the hospital and I watched it twice, but I was texting with people. So I didn't give it like a hundred percent focus, but they, it aired. And then I think it aired again in a row, I want to say, or at some point I watched a little bit of the U S open. Um, but my God, Shep Rose, like what a fall, what a fall. Or was he always on the ground? And he we was were, always on the ground. We were too busy stomping on Thomas to realize that Shep was also like the devil. Exactly. His seeming excuses of his elitism, his, his lack of knowing about etiquette when he decries himself as like this etiquette chief. And, and then, then Andy yeah. mentions, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, no, Andy mentions what Andy mentions the, the New York, society yeah yeah yeah. and yeah. he's like i don't know who that is yeah it's like well how great could you possibly be you're not kind you like you're not the only thing that shep has is money and like you said and it's his parents it's not it's even his parents, his. his parents money he didn't do anything he didn't do jack but shit. i mean did his parents do anything or was it like I don't, slavery I think, money i, I think it's know. i think it's like old money it's old money yeah because he has that state dog named after him but you're right the only difference between shep and what's his name is Thomas. a bridge yeah yeah that's exactly right and that's what I, you said i mean i'm I, quoting I you am exactly right. i think so. <laughs> i i love the moment i there were a couple moments that i loved i loved shep being like listen was i bad to behave that way but they made me which yeah. is like cool way to blame the victim um and he called her white trash he doubled down on be- her, calling her white trash shep is the greatest most important example of white trash that i've ever seen on screen ever and that is a term that should be stamped on his forehead um or you know whomever actually brings out his trash because he probably has an associate for that um i think that shep saying i'm not that bad look at my friends in palm beach can you get more elitist than that line are you there are plenty of elitists who are very very wealthy who act nothing like Shep because they have grace and manners you know what I mean like it's like if you really are a bad bitch and about that elitist life what are you doing on a like a reality show like you should be more private than that well he did very he did so well on a reality show that he got a fucking spinoff I know it's just he's gotten older and drunker and meaner and he cannot pretend to be the labradoodle that Andy anointed him to be like Sheppy rest in peace I know because we're now seeing the real Shep Rose and the only thing cute about him is the fucking dog that has more in common with its namesake Craig than it's than it does its new daddy I know Craig came out looking really much better <laughs> Craig did great yeah Craig did much better than all of his other compatriots I thought Cameron didn't do great a lot of people are saying that. And honestly, um, to be super honest, I wasn't super paying attention to what she was saying. Mm. But a lot of people said it was like dismissive, I want to say. Or she was I guess it's rude really, or something. It's really hard. Yes. I guess it's really hard for her to be like, to def- defend defend Shep and be like, yeah, my husband tells me to shut the fuck up and I shut the fuck up. Although I respect that every marriage is different and what works for you works for you. Yeah. Like, I can't judge. I don't think that that's the best look. I agree with you. I don't love the moments where people are trying to bury Catherine. I think you should be making up for the seasons in which she was really, really gaslit and bullied as a result and yeah. should just stay the fuck away from Catherine. I don't think Austin What do you think should... about the drinking of it all? I think that she says she was addicted to pot and nothing else, but I think she had a lot going on in her life uh, and she was using a lot of different things to try to comfort herself. I think 
it's interesting that she's like announcing that she's holding uh, a glass of water at the end and not a martini. But then earlier in the reunion cycle, she was talking about the fact that she can, she feels comfortable drinking. It's a lot, right? It's a lot. I, I am cautious about talking in any way about like her sobriety in a different way than I am with Luann. Cause it seems like obvious to me that like, it's kind of like bullshit with Luann. You know that I, you know, I actually never saw that from Luann. I kind of, my problem well, is that everybody in New York has a drinking problem. Well, I also just take people at the world, their word. I'm like, if she says she's not drinking, I'm like, whatever. Well, I've just heard from people that they're like, she's drinking. Yeah. But so that's what they're saying about Catherine. Right. But with Catherine, it's like Catherine has never said that she's an alcoholic. Catherine said that she was in rehab for addiction. And my thing with it is like the people that I I don't want anyone to say anything that Thomas can use as a weapon against her because I think he's already done enough damage to wound her. So I err on the side of like she's already dealing with enough you guys have already fucked with her before and it's sort of been proven that whether or not she had some addiction issues, the lart that was like a reaction to the core issue, which was a deeply unhealthy relationship and then a custody battle and everything else. And so I are on the side of like, she's got enough that she has to deal with. And a lot Give of that. Right. And also she has to do drug tests constantly. And he has used that as a weapon against her. Totally. She talked about how bruised her arms were from like the constant, like blood work that she had to do and blood draws and hair draws or whatever hair samples and whatever else. And I just think like, let's give her a pass. Like it's, if you guys want to talk about whether or not she's sober, maybe don't have a pot dinner at a cast event in Colorado. It's not ideal. Like you don't get both. You don't get to both say like, I don't believe you. And also let me try to tempt you can with I, the, with the thing that she says she was in rehab for. Can I make a hot take that sounds much worse? Oh, I, after that your, is you're on the right show. You said no, but I actually agree with you. I do think that they should, she deserves to have a pass. And I've actually always been team Catherine. I always thought that like, I was so suspicious of this much older man with this woman just like playing with her but i will say i think danny said this during the reunion it's like we're not allowed to talk about we're not allowed to broach a lot of subjects with yeah. Catherine. yep and i don't think that a reality show is necessarily the best place to be if there are, are all, there's a huge swath of your life you cannot share but with that being said that's her livelihood that's the reason why she's able to defend herself in court is because she has this job but she but if you're on a show you got to be honest Listen, a lot of people said that about Bethany and Bethany's re- response was, I, I, I am on this show. There are other parts of me that you're seeing, but I really cannot talk about this because I'm in a fucking legal war with totally. But I'm not asking her to talk about her, her legal, her legal troubles. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if they said, were you drinking on Watch What Happens Live? Oh, I see you. I see what you're saying. And you're saying no. And emphatically, people are saying, we literally saw you. You seemed off. You yeah. seemed off. I think, I think do you have to. Or her saying, like, us talking about this is going to come up in court. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not tr- their fault. That's I don't think that they have that's, a job. I don't think it's no, their fault you. necessarily. I but I totally am sympathetic to Catherine. And I don't I think that it's unfair that she's been through such an abuse, abusive relationship. And we've seen that from the fucking jump. But I think it's a hard position to be as someone who has to call truth to power. And I think he is 
so emotionally abusive and he continues to have that power over her and the fact that she can't even do her job which is talking about her life without fear that it's going to affect the custody with battle and other legal concerns it's an impossible situation and he is just such a harmful person that it's unbelievable and it's like one of the reasons why it's actually great that Shep has never done anything but fuck a woman like he's never been in a real relationship because can you imagine what that woman would go through as a result like let him just but they didn't they, they did no they did they dated dated yeah, like he took her to the like drive through or they drive-in? dated Th- this is like in the beginning of southern trip too because because thomas was interested in dating danny <sighs> oh god uh thank god she escaped yeah, that. she escaped that but yeah so i mean she's dealing with the repercussions of having dated shep yeah i mean do we think that he gave her gonorrhea or whatever the f- it wasn't gonorrhea it was chlamydia um, thank you uh do i think that he gave her i don't think that that austin made this up so maybe he did maybe he didn't i think shep you know it I wasn't think, a mus- miscommunication i think shep's got a lot going on in his insides Can i you think, imagine he fucks someone every day of the week yeah shep shep makes me sad <laughs> shep makes me angry and he i makes just, me oh yeah sorry no no you go no, I guess like I like Southern. I really like Southern charm. Yeah, I love because I loved. I liked it past tense because I love the like Southern gentility of it all. Mm-hmm. Like we're dealing with like some deep rooted misogyny that mm-hmm. I think is really compelling. Mm-hmm. But watching Shep this season, I was like, oh, I'm complicit in like upholding these like misogynists, like rape culture, like kind of racist. Have no black friends. I felt I feel guilty watching Southern charm in a way that I don't. Even though the housewives are no better, like we saw that with New York, half of them voted for whoever. But with Southern charm, I really feel like damn the southern oppression jumped out um i'm nodding and (laughs) i think after what annoyed me the most after shep posted that video of him being incredibly inappropriate with a woman who is living with homelessness yeah and then yelling and making fun of southern charm fans online who were like please this is awful um what annoyed me the most was that whether bravo told them to or what none of the cast members said anything and it's like if we're going to talk about holding people accountable y'all should be having public conversations about how inappropriate this is because you seem to have no issue doing that with other things and patricia i think is so great and so fucking rich and so She's like chic as fuck. The fact that she dressed Madison and Madison looked like a fucking Hollywood superstar. So she dressed Madison for the reason. Yeah, she like helped style her. Madison is gorgeous. Madison is unbelievably beautiful. But I was like. I, I, do you like Madison? I enjoy her whether or not I agree with her. I think she should absolutely be full time, especially yeah. because Eliza was absolutely not. <laughs> um, but I think like with Patricia she has no issue voicing her opinion on a ton of topics. But if we're going to talk about etiquette and class and just like basic humanity, why aren't any of you guys saying anything about this? Because it's crazy to me. Like Patricia, when um, he missed, when Shep misquoted like Alice Roosevelt and he said it was Eleanor or whatever the fuck, um, Patricia tweeted and was like, it's actually Alice, yada, yada. And people were like, oh, that's so great and sassy. And like, you're right. But also, you know, where were you when that video went live? Because if we're going to talk about like what we should be correcting, let's talk about that homeless woman who was collecting bottles so that she could survive another day and he was making fun of her cans like yeah, it was it's come on now it was it was it, make, it makes i feel gross 
I feel gross. I hope he's not on, but Lord knows he's going to be. I just wonder, honestly, if I could have a, if I could have a kiki with Andy, one of my questions to him on or off AG would be like, genuinely, what do you think of Shep now? Because Andy had a real love for him. You know, Shep reads, Shep seems educated, Shep seems cultured, Shep yeah. puts himself as the smartest person in the room. And uh, for a while, I genuinely believed it. And I just wonder, Andy obviously did too. I just wonder how Andy feels about him. He was him. giving him, he was really, really going in, going at him. Felt he could have done it a little bit more, but oh, really? also, but also I was so angry that mm. it's like my opinion couldn't be trusted. I thought that, I thought his interview that he gave him, he really held his feet to the fire. Okay, that's good. I mean, he could always, he could always do more, but I, I, I personally didn't have any critiques of that. Whereas sometimes I'll have critiques where I'll be like, you're not being nice enough to Carol. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's been an interesting week. It's been an interesting week week for Bravo. Um, Speaking of all things Bravo, of which this podcast is focused on, um, guys, if you do not follow me on Instagram, which 99% of you do not, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. I have a very, very exciting announcement about next week's guest. Y'all are going to lose your minds, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to submit some satchels of gold um, for my uh, Kiki with that person next week. So if you do not follow me on Instagram, which is the place that I get my satchels, you should, and sometimes email when you guys <laughs> reach out through my website, <laughs> um, you should at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley. Z-Way, tell the people how to get in touch with you and tell you about um, Pop Show and a Potomac presence. I have um, a Pop Show on September 21st at 7.30 p.m. on Union Hall. You can follow me on Instagram at Z-Way-F, that's Z-I-W-E-F, or on Twitter at Z-Way, at Z-I-W-E. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on. Watch Baited with Z-Way, um, watch Z's and Mara, I don't know. Do whatever. Do, Do whatever, whatever and watch um, Dallas, oh, which fa- premieres yeah. next week, I think Wednesday night. Yeah, the 4th. We'll be breaking it down. Um, Follow me and talk to me about Real Housewives. It's Because my friends also don't watch Real Housewives. <gasps> I know. I know. So, so that's why I do podcasts like this. Um, holler. And I love being in constant communication with you about Potomac and know, everything it's else. It's amazing. Um, such a pleasure to have you back. Can't Thank wait to you talk to you me. again soon. Guys, let us know your thoughts and feels. And we will, um, you know, talk about whatever and stuff. Yada, yada. Okay. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.